It is a podcast about fetishes, sexual lifestyles, alternative sexual lifestyles, and um, pork. Porking. The act of porking. And the, the psychology of pork. The movie Porkies? No, porking. Like, is porking heteronormative? Can lesbians <laughs> pork? I think so. Because I think, oh, like... Oh, lesbians can do anything that Porking is just the idea of meat hitting uh-huh. meat. So, like, porking isn't a gendered term at all. Like, anybody, any two or eight people can pork. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, human flesh is very similar to pig flesh. I think flesh. porking is just, like, getting down dirty in the mud <laughs> and rolling around. And no, like winking? Pork can't do that because it's dead. Oh. Porking, <gasps> porking references, like, sausage machines. Oh, jeez. I think... That, just like stuffing the tubes is that yeah, what porking that's what is supposed porking. to reference okay porking is the act of meat going in tubes which makes me wonder if it's a gendered term or not hello and welcome to kinkcast i don't think that's a, what that i don't think whoever said porking put that much thought into what porking was supposed to mean well sometimes things just enter the nomenclature without really like a formal introduction i can't find you the origin of the of the uh, expression porking i'm sure it just kind of emerged out of the 70s i when, know it's pork pie. What? That's pork pie. Pork pie. What? Like pork it's pie? From, it's from Game of Thrones. Pork pie. You know, Game of Thrones did not actually take place in the past. It was invented. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's not, not historically accurate. Pork pie. Westeros is not actually Britain, as I thought for many years. It's a hat? Oh, a pork pie hat. Yeah, pork pie is not the name of that character. What's his name? I can't remember. Short round. Hot, uh, it's hot pie or hot something. Pie. Hot and bothered. Short um, round. Welcome to Kinkcast. My name is T Money. I'm sitting here with uh, Nikki Minaj. Hey. What? If you diss her, if you diss her rhymes, I'm gonna call you that. Hello, hello, hello. She releases she releases some new tracks, and let me tell you something. She uses some slant rhymes. I'm and more like awesome. a, I'm more like Cardi B. I don't know who that is. Uh, Cardi B has had just broke Madonna's record for most singles on the top 100 billboard of all at once or something. What's your actual name? Huh? Chris. And uh, you over there with the cards in your hand and a Coca-Cola Zero and a wine glass at the same time. Yeah. Dual drinking. It's weird when you mix them together. You know, I uh, won't. Uh, I think it's aspartame and... Oh, there's caffeine-free, so never mind. Yeah. Caffeine and booze will do some shit to you. Anyways, what's your name? My name is Zool. Thank you very much. Zool Scully. Still, still going. Zool Scully. What is today's topic? Data. My name is Data. Data. What's today's topic? Today's topic is lesbian fantasy fetish. Which, uh, to clarify, today's episode is not just a discussion of lesbianism. Because I think we've gotten far enough in the future where homosexual lifestyle is no longer alternative. It's one of the mainstream choices. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, I feel like it's it's pretty, like, that's, uh, yeah. I think the weirdness of it has worn off like 10 years ago. I would say that that discredits some of the struggles that the community is still facing today. Oh, we're not saying that they're not having struggles. It's just the fact that it's no longer an alternative lifestyle. It's no longer an other. And it hasn't been an other for like 10, 15 years. Yeah. I would argue that uh, other people would probably say that it's still othered. Yeah. And I mean, I'm always under the assumption that like maybe we're a progressive show. We'll have listeners who are like not, who are like in North Korea, for instance. And maybe in North Korea, it's still, like, very out there to be gay. But we're in Texas, and in Texas, everybody's gay. Everyone's a yes, little gay. specifically in Texas, the most Steers accepting of all states. We are we are a very accepting state. Yes, as Dana just said, referencing a man who just passed away yesterday Ronald to Reagan? date the show, Arlie Ermey. Oh, yeah. I'm so timely. The, the only two things to come out of Texas are steers and queers. There's a lot of gays in Texas, and I think it's something that we should be proud of. It's a national export. Anyways, lesbian fantasy. It's an export because they're not treated well here. Because they're leaving? <laughs> yes. We have Austin. We have Denton, Texas. Okay. We've, we got have, Marfa. we've got two bastions of liberalism. Marfa is 98% gay. Oh, really? Yeah, 98%. They don't have any straights there. Who's Marfa? Marfa's Marfa. a city. Isn't it in West Texas? Mm-hmm. Like out there by Alpine? It's a little hipster place where people go to look at UFOs. Do you mean Batman's mom? 
And that's Martha. Why'd you say that name, Chris? It's a nerd podcast now. I haven't been to Martha. Uh, Lesbian fantasy is about uh, specifically the male fantasy of fucking a lesbian. Mm-hmm. And for the numerous reasons they would. Did you guys want to start with an intro game today? Yes. Uh, my intro game idea is that uh, if you were one of those like 90 pound lesbians who uh, was kind of androgynous and kind of had like that. What? I think it's, it's fun. I'm just waiting for the shoe to drop. <laughs> I'm not being homophobic. I, I've been a longtime supporter and like practically unofficial member of the gay community. Oh, yeah. Tell us how many gay friends you have next. I uh, Just give it a number. So, I, yeah. If you woke up tomorrow, <laughs> would you be a butch or would you be a femme? And uh, what would your, like, fashion style be? I would be a femme because they're pretty. Oh, okay. That's the offensive thing to say. <laughs> I didn't say anything offensive. I'm not sure. I like they dress the more feminine. I like... What? I find females attractive. I don't necessarily find males attractive. So when a female dresses, or I appreciate the female figure more, so when someone dresses down their femininity, I'm not saying anything bad about them. Mm -hmm. I'm just not finding them as pretty. I think that I genuinely wish I could be like a really clean, lean, in shape uh, butch. It's just kind of boyish with a short black hair. And uh, work, like runs a workout channel, and has kind of like that baritone voice. That I would love for that to be me. I think that's very strongly following a stereotype. Yeah, I think so too. I Mine wasn't. Um, no, they both they both <laughs> do. But if I had to choose a stereotypical lesbian activity to take on myself, I would drive a Subaru. Subaru driver, standard femme, and pretty standard butch. I would be the girl from I Don't Want to Be a Cheerleader. But I'm a cheerleader is what that's called. Whatever. She didn't want to be a cheerleader. You are a lipstick lesbian. She didn't want to be a cheerleader. You're a lipstick lesbian. So let's jump right in. (laughs) I actually have our first topic written down as I will take that away and I will harm you. (laughs) She poop everywhere. Sorry, a dog has a squeak toy. <laughs> not creating a sexually positive environment. She's not smart. <laughs> it's, it's, also, it's not creating an animal-friendly environment either. I will hurt you. <laughs> I didn't mean it, all right? I would never actually hurt an you animal. You would just steal her possum toy. Yeah. She would get terrified of you and then... I would not, never hurt an actual animal. She, you don't have to I hurt her to be so. for her to be terrified of you. I would never scream at an animal. All right. What? How about that topic? Oh, so my first subtopic is fashion and lesbian style. Okay. Um, totally not just a way of killing time because it's kind of a flimsy topic. Uh, but going into how there is kind of the stereotype on lesbianism and uh-huh. uh, how particularly when it comes to gay men, it's almost a joke, but there's like a well-organized structure system of roles mm-hmm. that range from like bears, otters, twinks, and... Does that structure system exist for lesbians, or is it more of the A and B of femme and butch? I don't think it exists at all. I don't think there are many, very many lesbian otters. <laughs> what is an otter specifically again? An otter is like a bear, except they're small. Oh wow, that's... small and hairy. Yeah. So you'd but be still alive and no. long. <laughs> not be an otter. You would be an otter. Yes, if I was gay, I might be an otter. No, I'm not he'd that hairy. be a little bear. But I, what would I be? You would be an otter. I, I'm little. I'm hairy. I mean, you're skinny. Oh, thank you. Wait, is that what otter thank is? Thank you. Like, like... What are you doing? Bears have a very hairy chest. Danny just keeps touching her chest. I'm trying to... She's going to draw a picture, I guess. I'm trying for, to say for all something, of you audio listeners, For all you audio listeners... Oh, she's writing it down so we can say it on air. Oh, Dana, I can't say that word. Oh, oh no. That's the in, the really... N-word, too? Come on. Okay, well, that's... Uh, that's an example of an otter. I guess you could say that, but also... This is enthralling. Radio. Usually taller. Shorter. No, I, I thought otters were short. What guy. matters is that lesbians don't have this hierarchy system. They would be called cubs. They fit into femme yes. and butch, and in case you live under a rock or you're one they of They don't. Our... There's so many more. That's such a binary, and that's so I, not true. I, I that doesn't exist. 
And we're talking way too much about lesbians and not about the fetish that we're analyzing today. Well, I want to talk about Femme and Butch. I want to to have those two things established in case we have a listener who uh, has just acknowledged that gay people exist and Mm -hmm. did not know they existed before listening to this. Sure. Okay. That's fair. And so you have Femme, which stands for traditionally female. Mm -hmm. So So if you watch Orange is the New Black, there are lots of examples of this. These are the... I guess more... Piper's a femme. Yeah, she wears... Does the makeup and she fixes her long, frilly hair and stuff. If you were talking to someone's someone's homophobic mother, because I'm not saying this, this is a thing that a mom would say. A mom would look at a femme and a butch and say, oh, she's the girl and she's the boy. Right. That's what a homophobic or uninformed like mom would say. Like in the recent episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, when he was asking which uh, which one was going to be dressed in the suit. Yeah, I mean, and it's a it's a stereotype that's played with, but you know, the femme is your traditional female, and your butch is your traditionally more masculine partner. And a lot of butch lesbians are probably going to be less girly girl, less makeup. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's wrong to put people in those two categories, but that's the two categories we have. That was actually the issue with the episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, because the uh, butch girl wanted to be the one wearing the dress, and the uh, femme girl wanted to be the one wearing the suit, and he could not comprehend that. Well, because he's Larry David, and he's old. Yeah. But that there are so many other options and other kinds of, like, it's a spectrum, again, not a binary. Yeah. So there's a lot of different other things going on in between there. But... For the most part, with that distinction having been made, we can say that most of the, you know, I don't know, lesbian fantasy fetishes that are held are usually about the more girly lesbians. Yes. I don't know if that can be or said outright. Or a pair right. of girly lesbians. I, yes. I was going to say that it's a split between two different fetishes. Okay. And I was going to say that... Um, while it is a spectrum, there is a different fetish that is the attraction to the femme and it, then from the butch. Okay. And so to go ahead and jump in, um, there is topic number two I have down, which is the conversion therapy idea. Right. Which is taking the lesbian fantasy, which I don't think is always wrong. I don't think that's always a, a no. toxic fantasy. No. But the conversion therapy is a very wrongful way of looking at it. And it's this... Uh, I'm going to fuck them straight. Yeah, it's the fuck yeah. them straight. It's the uh, fragile masculine identity idea that your dick's so good you can take someone's homosexuality away. Which is a fucked up way of thinking. Or fix and, it. Or fix it. Is that there's homosexuality is somehow wrong and you could fuck someone to be straight. Yeah, you're not a lesbian. You just haven't had the a good dick in yet. There's the... I remember hearing a lot of that in high school. There's the pray away the gay, and then there's the uh, old... Um, fuck away the gay. Basically, the more manual method. Fuck the gay away. <laughs> fuck the gay away. Is that how that song went? Fuck, fuck the day away? Wait, I don't know. Fuck what? the pain away. Is pain away, that's yeah. it. Fuck the pain away. <laughs> fuck the pain away. All right. It's Fraggle Rock, everybody. <laughs> but it's interesting. We see this in a lot of... Pul- um, if you watch any kind of shows that, um, you know, have... Have you know even the mildest realistic depictions um, of of people in the queer community? You see this happen a lot, um, which you know it's like, oh, you just haven't met the right guy yet. You just haven't met the right girl yet. Oh, this has been said the world over by moms who did not want to have a gay kid. Mm-hmm. Like, you just gotta find that magic dick. Mm-hmm. That magic dick will make you straight, right? And it's like, I don't know. I just well, and and not to speak. I'm going to go on a bit of a limb here, so stop me if I start saying something that's stupid. But Stop. Okay. Go ahead. But, but a big part of, of the Kinsey scale that we've had to deal with over the last few years is how you can either be a one or a five, and our society has never taken people who are two, threes, and fours seriously on the Kinsey scale. Right. And uh, a big part of you're not gay, you just haven't found the magic dick yet, that drives people into their role mm-hmm. of being gay. Because I, I feel like a lot of people, a lot more people are bi than we're willing to admit because we don't take bisexuality seriously. Right. And That just uh, looks like a failure to commit. I've, yes. also, I've also read like testimonials of people who are bi- who don't feel comfortable in the gay community because for a very long time, the gay community also was tossing out the buys. Mm-hmm. Well, because you're driven, 
you're driven to be gay mm-hmm. because of the opposition <clears throat> of trying to make you straight. And I think the idea there is that you really can, can you imagine if you were a girl, you came out that you liked girls, but you also people, sort of like guys and you, you're sure you like guys a little bit. But you're constantly reminded of you just haven't found the right dick yet. You just haven't found the right dick yet. And mm-hmm. that reminder would make you just never want to fucking touch a dick ever again. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And being bi is probably one of the most precarious positions to actually hold right now, considering, like, the spectrum, the Kinsey spectrum here. Like, I don't know. I feel like that would be the hardest to understand about, like, other people understanding you correctly. Like, I well, like both. I like people for who they are. It's and like saying, you, or p- the reasoning parts. against yeah. it is like, oh, you just don't know yet. Yeah. Like, you do have a preference. You just, you're not sure. This is just a phase you're going well, through. Well, it almost fits in with the, the marriage mentality, or, or the, the soulmate idea, is that sure. you're destined for one partner, therefore you have one gender you're destined to end up with, mm-hmm. is when you find that magic dick or that magic vagina, you'll know. Right. And I feel like that fits in right with uh, with the lesbian fantasy, too. One of the things I've encountered in the workplace is a lesbian having a one night stand with a dude Mm -hmm. and being shamed for it and being ridiculed for it Mm -hmm. because she wasn't like obviously seriously committed to being a lesbian. Exactly. She had her, she had her experience with the dude. Well, and I feel like a lot of times that happens before people come out as well. Um, I have several friends of mine that have had experiences with the opposite sex before realizing like that it was okay for them to come out and like noticing like, Hey, actually, you know, I had sex with this person of the opposite sex, but I'm definitely 100%, you know, gay or, or I'm a lesbian, you know, they figured that out later on. So that doesn't mean I had, I, I don't know. had a one night stand with a girl who identified as a lesbian. I thought you were about to say you had a one night stand with a dude. I was very proud of you for being and, a uh, and uh, like, she was just straight up like, you know, mm-hmm. likes to fuck guys because they've got dick-shaped objects connected to them called dicks. <laughs> <laughs> what was my, it was my, one of my favorite 4chan posts I ever saw. It was, it was posted on Reddit, so it makes it okay. It was posted on Reddit. It was just this dude who was like, I really like putting things up my butt. And basically, I would love to put a dick up my butt because it's warm and it's dick-shaped. But I really don't like dudes. You can... You can put a cucumber in the microwave. We're they have a doll topic. for that. No, they you, totally have a doll for that. You can put like a fucking like latex like dick or whatever with silicone. Just put it in a bo- or a bowl of warm water for a few but minutes. It's not flesh, and nothing can take the place of the flesh. But we're talking about conversion therapy. Put some soup on. And all this is fitting into the idea that sexuality is very fluid, and people don't want it to be. And it's taken a lot of time to recognize it, but even in the gay community, people try and treat sexuality like it's it's solid when mm-hmm. it's not. Oh, yeah, like it's a binary. And um, I guess that wrongfully lends credence to what we're arguing against here. Mm-hmm. But the idea is that uh, it is wrong to assume mm-hmm. that a lesbian has just never had good dick. Right. Because uh, chances are uh, a lot of folks end up in their sexual lifestyle through experimentation. So chances are they've had their opportunity for dick, or maybe they've just never been interested in dick in the first place. It kind of looks weird. It's not the business of the other person. <laughs> yeah. The idea that uh, one person's genitals could completely destroy someone's sexual identity is, is a little a little fucked up. Well, um, so let's talk a little bit about the actual fetish. Of... That moves us on to the next topic, yeah. which is the idea of the lesbian encounter yes. without having any preconceived notion of wanting to take away someone's homosexuality, mm-hmm. which uh, from what I have in my notes, I think the conversion therapy is a fucked up way of thinking. I think that's wrong. I think conversion therapy at all is wrong. Yeah, of course. But the conversion therapy idea of you can convert someone to be straight with your dick and it's this... This bravado, yeah. I am so hyper-masculine, I can break someone, I can break a girl's homosexuality. I, I don't even think that's what that is. I think the, more the thought process behind it is like, it's a, uh, like, a, a self-esteem kind of thing, where it's like... Bravado. Oh, oh I can argue well, that no, Where it's like, oh my god, I was so good at, like, giving a dicking that <laughs> this girl who doesn't like dudes 
liked me. But the reasoning behind it, it's wrong no matter what it is, whether it's for someone's own self-esteem or for misunderstanding of someone else's sexuality. It's possessive. It's trying to take something away from someone by way of claiming they don't understand themselves. Right. Yeah, it's a power thing. Yeah. Everything in the whole wide world is about sex except for sex, which is about power. I love that quote. That's Courtney's music ding, every ding, episode. Ding, ding. Yeah, there we by, go. Uh, Steve Harvey, right? No. Um, it's by Sonic the Hedgehog. There we go. All right. <laughs> Thank you. I think we already mentioned Amy or some shit. No, that was the first time Sonic has come up this episode. Um, so, where are we now? Talking so about, like... you would want to introduce us to the idea of the lesbian encounter. Yes. Which is a fantasy of not wanting to take someone's homosexuality away from them. Yeah. But being someone's cheat from their homosexuality. Or just, uh, yeah. I mean, think about how many... Oh my god. The vast amounts of porn... That consists of some straight guy walking in on two lesbians about to get it on. And being invited. And then the the come hither finger comes out and says, like, oh, come join us. And then, like, that's I've never seen any of this how point. things get frisky. What oh, are we talking about? it happens all the time. So it's just like. <laughs> I need to watch more porn, is what I. Aside from, <laughs> aside from step sibling porn, this is like 8% of all pornography, which, aside from the 90% of step sibling porn, that's. Huh. A big share. Is there a lot of crossover with those? Oh, probably. This but is my stepsister and stepmom and stepbrother. Oh, I'm sure if you search, no, I know those exist. I'm sure if you search lesbian on a porn site, you will get probably not a lot. So I was being sarcastic. I know if I, if I went on a straight website and typed in lesbian, it would probably come up with no results. Be like, oh no, you're on the right website. Yeah, it would direct you to the gay version yeah. of that website. Right? Like. Why would Pornhub have lesbians on it? You have to go to gay Pornhub oh. and then search for lesbian. No, I think y'all are full of shit. I, um, I, I mean, as a as a male, I've partaken in locker room talk. Oh, okay. and uh, there are dudes probably like our president who are like two girls kissing. Nah, it's gross and not into it. But I mean, I, I think most straight folks. I would say most straight men can get into the idea of two women being together. I oh, mean, that's, and two women being with. Him and that's also. that's that's the cliche that I mean that's the ultimate idea. I mean you talk about threesomes. There, there's the stigma on threesomes of uh, devils and what's the other one called? Normal angels? Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> it's not called there's, angels. There's there's it's not, the, not called normal. There's the threesome and then there's the devil's threesome. And the devil's threesome is two dudes and one chick. Yes, and that's has a stigma on it. Yes, and then the the uh, normal threesome. If we're going to use the word normal, that's I don't the one say that normal. has all I would that just glory. say the traditional threesome. <laughs> hey, as a as a sex as an academic sex study, the three of us should name the two female, one male threesome. So the weird one, <laughs> the weird one, <laughs> the traditional. Just make it super gender or uh, heteronormative. The traditional fantasy threesome. That doesn't have a good ring to it. Devil's Threesome sounds awesome. I'd watch a movie called Devil's Threesome. Uh, but I'll call it the Double Fantasy. The Double Fantasy Threesome. That sounds like a John Lennon album with the word threesome stapled onto it. I think the Antichrist Threesome is the Two Girls, One Cup video. <laughs> oh, gosh. It looks like a it looks like a soft serve. <laughs> Um, anyway, so if we are going to name these, we stick with Devil's Threesome because it's badass. And then... Uh, what, and established. What would we call just threesome? It's just, just threesome. a regular standard threesome. Way to be heteronormative. Gotta call it a regular threesome. Anyways, it, it, <laughs> to, to, it's, it's, to return to the topic at hand, it, it goes in with the, with the gender stereotypes that we have in today's society that disempower women, I would say. Because I think the devil's threesome is supposed to be demeaning to the woman. Mm-hmm. And I think that... Wait, the what is? The devil's threesome. Not at all. No, it's the opposite. It's extremely empowering. empowering. It, well, I guess it depends on the context. I think, I I think guess context. It, are you saying the name of it is I'm going. Demean, I'm going by, ster- name is I'm still... going by stereotype. I'm, go- I'm going by things That's fair. That I have encountered of oh, you the, know. the negative slut shaming that goes with the devil's threesome versus yeah. the... All glory, crown on the dick, uh, glory to a man who's fucked two women at the same time. Well, but see, that's what's interesting about the devil's threesome, I guess, is because you can see it from an empowerment standpoint. Like, this woman has gotten two guys to play with her at the same time. Like, that's pretty interesting. Or you can see it from the, like, gang raping kind of stereotype, well, which is another thing. Accusations like, and homophobia, Gang too. bang. That's yeah. It almost, that almost, yeah. It's almost more like a gang bang. 
Um, so Eiffel I guess Tower. It, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, oh gosh, there are so many really horrible urban dictionary phrases and words that go into you know something that where you would like double team a girl. DBDA. Um, what's that? Okay, let's not say things if we're not going to say things. <laughs> yeah, you commit to double it. Vi- double, <laughs> double, double, double vagina, double ass, two dicks in each hole. That's not a threesome. That's, that's oh, a fivesome. Right. Yeah. Well, um, Jesus I, Christ. Yeah, I, there's a bunch of them out there. But I think it's important to distinguish You look at 4chan, I look at Bourbon uh, Dictionary. I think it's important to distinguish between these two and keep in mind the fact that like threesomes do happen and as long as all three consenting adults are more than happy to like take part in it then it's really it doesn't have to be I mean, a power play it doesn't have, it doesn't to, have yeah. to demean someone yeah and i think the important part of, of all sex is that sex shouldn't be demeaning for anyone involved mm-hmm. and unless they want it to be the idea that a threesome is demeaning for any partner shows that it's not good sex it's right. it's emotionally unsafe sex mm-hmm. But uh, that we've gotten off topic for the idea of the threesome, the threesome fantasy okay. of being invited for a, uh, a lesbian couple. And I would guess for the majority of porn and the majority of uh, fantasy, mm-hmm. it's probably two femmes. Probably. Probably. Or some that are not man-ish. Just right? ultra Because otherwise, otherwise that would challenge the, like the existing paradigm of like one penis but there's there's homophobic tendencies in that fantasy Mm -hmm. too because it's the sense of these lesbians are at the the height and the heat of their sexuality Mm -hmm. and they are still missing a dick yeah they're so both of them are so overwhelmed at the missing penis Mm -hmm. that they have to beckon a dude of like Mm -hmm. holy shit this is great but Mm -hmm. you know what this party really needs a dick Right. Which fits back into the ultimate, like the top of the homophobia pyramid, which is that uh, sex cannot exist without a dick. Right. Which is, this is an absolute stereotype that I've encountered a million times, especially you, you watch a documentary and it's dudes are perverts. Dudes are fuck each other. They're gross. They're perverts. Mm-hmm. Women literally are incapable of fucking each other. Mm-hmm. That, that's an argument you hear. Really? Wow. Have you never encountered that? I guess you've encountered I've, this, right? I've maybe encountered right, it, but no. I've not given any credence to it because I think it's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> so you guys have never been sitting around dudes talking about lesbians and you're like, oh, I don't even understand. They can't even really fuck each other. No. Okay. They this, can fuck each other better with all the this extreme is options. Absolutely so, yeah. something I've encountered before. Wow. It, it, it is the idea presented that because there is no penis involved and because toys don't exist, I guess, is that sex between women is impossible. Mm. And then you guys never heard joking that scissoring is inoffense is uh, ineffective and that scissoring doesn't do anything. Oh, oh. I haven't heard that joking. I've heard lesbians say that. That scissoring is ineffective. That scissoring was something created for uh, lesbian porn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know because I've never scissored. I don't. I've heard. I've heard multiple. I've heard some lesbians say it's like trying to get two pencil tips to touch each other. Give me a pencil tip. How hard can that be? Okay, okay. well, put it between your legs, and I'll put it between my legs, and make the two pencil tips touch each other. Fair but, enough. Uh, but I've also heard one uh, lesbian girl I know say that it was good, but. I mean, sexuality is fluid, and uh, I've only ever really seen the L word. So, and there's one episode of the L word where these two new, this like new lesbian couple. One girl's like, "I have to pee," and she sits down on the toilet and she's peeing. And then her new girlfriend's like, "I have to pee too," and so she sits down on top of her lap and pees through her legs. And I've always been, I've always called bullshit on that because that wouldn't work. That wouldn't work. She would get pee everywhere. That's bothered me for years, and I finally got that off my chest. Thank yeah, you. she should have just gone in the shower. But she was trying to be cute, and she was like, I have to pee too. Also so messy. No. <laughs> but it's interesting to think about, like, some of the perceptions that we all have. I mean, there's so many, so many stereotypes about, you know, this kind of, this particular form of, of sexual ca- encounter and sexuality kind of all being wrapped up here. Um, and while we are still talking about, like, the, the lack of a penis it's also a little bit egotistical in thinking about this male that can come in and with his one penis satisfy two vaginas, right? Like, like that's well, I, uh, he's I, got a mouth thing. too. Okay, well, yeah, but it's I didn't. Just like, I didn't want to say this. Earlier. So do they? Yeah, I didn't want to say this earlier, but um, 
and again, sexuality is fluid. People will find what works for them, and mm-hmm. it's it's wrong to just assign roles, carte sure. blanche on things. But the Devil's Threesome makes a little bit more sense logistically than the standard. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you get the idea of of one dude with two chicks, and yeah, it's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. But there's not as much to do. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? I'm I'm talking out my ass here. I'm not a very sexually accomplished person. It's not like I've gone. I've not gone to any conventions. I mean, so what do you what do you mean? There's not as much to do. I I feel like for the girl to be fucking. I don't watch are guys. Talking, are she we still talking has about to use threesomes? Right, right. Or are we talking about threesomes. lesbians? We're talking about threesomes. And now, now we're I right. don't watch a lot of pornography, and I don't have a lot of experience. Uh-huh. But I get the feeling that the fantasy and the reality are inversed, and that a devil's threesome. There's actually, like, more to do, and there's more of, like, a feng shui mm-hmm. of, like, logic, and it makes sense. And then the the fan- double fantasy threesome of two chicks and a dude, it's going to kind of run out of stuff. It's definitely, Ow. logistically, logistically speaking, more efficient to have a devil's threesome. That's what I was thinking. I don't want to get too ah. much into the, di- the dirty details. Either way, there's someone that's got to be in the middle using both their sexual organ and their mouth, unless you're implying... Unless you're saying Chris, that, that's not appropriate for this show. Unless you're saying that the girl in the Devil's Threesome has to be down for anal. That's not what I was saying at all. No. But uh, why are you drawing butts with poop coming out of them? <laughs> Those are poop. That's a vagina. A little oh. vagina. It's a little sloppy one. It's I what the fuck. Don't comment on my doodles, dude. I don't know. In so, my no. in my a very unprofessional opinion, I would say it's more efficient to have a Devil's Threesome, but. I've also. Been, I'm, get, I'm getting nods no matter, and shakes of heads here. No matter how I look at it, there's going to be one person who's not having as much attention paid to them. I've yeah, but that's are, because I think there's also there's also a difference here too. Because in the devil's threesome, the guys don't even have to touch each other, right? Not always. Like they okay. don't have to, but you don't see that as often as you're like, okay, well, lesbians can also kiss each other while. But they don't you know, have this, to either. Right? Dude, they then don't the dudes can either. kiss each other. But in devils. most fantasies, they do. They're and, very uh, into each other as much as they're into the guy. If. And as I was gonna say, it's very heteronormative. Yeah. Aside from what happens in pornography, I've had conversations with people who've had three ways, people who have three ways often, mm-hmm. and what seems to happen is regardless of gender or gender identity, mm-hmm. is the person with the littlest confidence always ends up as a third wheel. Yep. Is sex is a motorcycle, and your third wheel ends up a third wheel. And that's when it falls on the duty, the 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 challenge of the main person that's like the one out to make sure and coax them back in. Yeah. So three it's all it's all about inclusivity, including everybody participating equally. That's exactly what it's about. But we've gotten off from the main topic, which right. is about the the male fantasy of fucking lesbians. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else to say really about a dude who breaks in on on a couple chicks, other than the fact that it's a little bit self absorbed to assume that lesbians fucking needs a dick? Mm-hmm. Um, I could see it as a like. Like they are so thrown, they're so like ready to go that it doesn't matter who walks in. <laughs> Can you imagine the inverse of that pornography scene where it's it's a boyfriend and boyfriend just like starting to hook up, and then like a chick walks in, and they're like, "Oh, thank God, this was missing a vagina." Right? Yeah, I don't get think... the fuck in well, here. And I think that's, I, I that's do the know... whole idea of the porn, porno, pornographic kind of scene happening here with the two lesbians that are like, "Okay, like, oh, come join us." It's it's obviously created for the audience to imagine themselves in that situation. It's a power fantasy. Right. And it's not, it's a, it's a self-esteem ride. Right. It's, yes. it's as being much needed. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, uh, especially with male sexuality and with female sexuality, too. I'm going to go ahead and take gender out of it. Mm-hmm. Sexuality in general is a, is a need to be needed. Mm-hmm. Is to be recognized, to be wanted, to be found attractive, even to just be found interesting. <laughs> to be desired. To yeah. be found humorous, to be yeah. found strong. I mean, it is as much about the, the physical pleasure as it is being recognized as something who fucking matters. Mm-hmm. Unless, of course, you're talking about something BDSM, which is about being shamed. But that's for another episode. Yeah, BDSM. But you know this, yeah. But yeah, we'll talk about that on another episode. Not not all BDSM. Chris, Hashtag not all you BDSM. Like you were gonna say something. 
I, I was going to say something, but I forgot it. Oh. I kind of go off on my rants. Slippery little devil. So I actually wanted to go off into my next topic here, if you guys are ready. Yeah. Oh, wait. Uh, oh, yeah, there no, it is. There Mark. it is. Well, no, I, I know a lot of, uh, uh, or I know some women and some lesbians that uh, exclusively watch uh, gay porn. Uh, not Yeah. Yeah. I've known I've known straight women. Mm-hmm. No, I've are, known straight like lesbian women that don't want to have anything to do with a man. Watch uh, they watch gay porn, and that's the only porn they watch. No, what, but what's the purpose? Have they explained that? Because that doesn't really make they sense unless they explain why. There's more uh, emotional connection or something. I can see that in gay porn. Most uh, most mm, um, in our very toxic masculinity. Con- like construction, constructed culture here. It's very hard to see men in porn feeling emotionally um, involved. It's all sex. It's all you know. Very. Um, I don't want to say men are frigid, but like they're there to do one task and one task only. You know, they I mean, don't really seem emotionally connected. Porn for women. Yeah, and so it's and interesting. It's usually just like the guys like I can crying see that. and being held. I've watched some gay porn. And yeah, that makes sense. I would watch it too, just to see a guy emotionally involved in what he's doing sexually. I actually understood the idea of emotional involvement in porn, because I feel like the only way to do that would be to spend time. So you'd need like a, a ten, plot. You'd need a 10-hour <laughs> miniseries about a couple. Mm-hmm. Like, like a, a, just like a nice, solid Netflix 10 episodes, hour long each. And, and then, then the very last episode is the porn. fucking... Yeah. That's... Uh, watch... Game of Thrones. No, I was going to say watch Queer as Folk. I've heard that's good. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. But that does bring me to the next topic that I wanted to talk about. And this is something that appeared in The L Word. And uh, this is something that definitely exists that gets a lot of shit Mm -hmm. from all sides because people don't think it exists. But that is male lesbianism. Now, I don't even know what that is. I want you to define that for me. I've encountered it before. Uh, I've met folks who identify as male lesbians, but it's the idea of a, and it's a little quote unquote hard to follow, Mm -hmm. but sex is complicated and, uh, identities can get complicated. Right. Whatever. Roll with it. The idea of male lesbianism is a man who exclusively dates gay women as a more or less, you can say feminine spirit or feminine type man. Ooh. Or it, and it's not even necessarily a transgender. It can be absolutely, mm-hmm. but it, it's someone who identifies on the binary as man, mm-hmm. as male. They identify as male. Prefer his, him, mm-hmm. his one hundred percent, and are technically engaging in heterosexual heterosexual play with with people who identify as women. Right, but they identify as a lesbian. Okay, and th- this is something that exists in the gay community. I've met people who identify it, and it, it's been present in, in gay pop culture, mm-hmm. and it's come under some scrutiny as... Well, the one of the terms they use for themselves is offensive, so... It's the it's the word that is the same word for a uh, dam. Yes. Uh, with the word guy in front of it. Yes. So it rhymes with guy bike, but the word... Oh, yeah, no... No. That's awful. We just don't allow that word on the show. I mean, but male lesbianism exists. It does. I would want to do more research on it because the research I did on it this week is kind of cursory. And a guy kind of, who exclusively dates lesbians seems it, like they might have trouble finding dates. Is it? Is it because... Oh, I guess I, should, I wish we had somebody to ask questions of on this episode that would be willing to give us insight. But is it because he's hoping... For more from that particular um, woman? I've heard different reasoning from different folks. I Because, oh. like, I have, I mean, obviously there's also the stereotype of the girl who only hangs out with gay guys. She's not fucking them. I mean, she might. No. I, that, that I could see it. They kiss. Well, like, they that's the thing sometimes. that happens. That's they also touch boobs. I Boob could touch. see it as, like, a thing where it's, like, them rationalizing it as saying, like, Oh, I have more in common with like a lesbian woman because you know they're just naturally more masculine and that kind of thing. We like the same thing. Well, in the complaint, they like video games. They like the the complaint of it is that it, it seems offensive in mm-hmm. term because it's you know we'll put it frankly, it's a dude trying to fuck lesbians. It's a dude trying to. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Which is also... I shouldn't have put this in the docket without having thoroughly researched it more. So maybe I'm the bad guy here. Maybe we should do a follow-up episode on that. On male lesbianism? Yeah. Yeah. No, you're not What is male lesbianism? Because I frankly, I've, I mean, I've heard of it, but I never really considered it a thing. But I think that leads, that leads well into the next topic. And that is the idea of um, someone who identifies as male Mm -hmm. uh, being attracted to lesbians as part of their gender identity and a Mm -hmm. part of gender transition. And Mm -hmm. in the idea of, while not all folks change their gender preference as their own gender changes, some do. Mm -hmm. So it's the idea of if you were male transitioning to female, the sexual fantasy that goes along with the kind of women who are going to be in your life. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, because I can totally, I actually have experience with this. I dated somebody who was, you know, considering transitioning um, and was still really into girls, but also wanted to be one. And so, like... The character that transitioned in uh, Orange is the New Black was still into women. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think it's most folks' sexuality doesn't change. I, I mean, I hate to generalize, especially in an area where there's not a lot of, um, where there's not a ton of research. But I feel like most folks, their gender identity and the gender they're attracted to are uh, entirely separate issues. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when a person changes gender, the gender they're attracted to does not change. Wasn't it Barbara Walters who had so much trouble understanding that? Uh, the creators of South Park, apparently, but... Uh, a lot of old people do. Was it Barbara Walters who did the uh, the interview with uh, that terrible, terrible representative of the trans community, Bruce Jenner? Now, damn it, I dead named uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Mm-hmm. But I mean, fuck her. She's a terrible representative of that community. She does not represent that community. Mm-hmm. She's a reprehensible, gross human being. She killed people. Who killed people and is bad. What? Caitlyn Jenner can fuck off. Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, before she transitioned, uh, committed uh, vehicular manslaughter. Are you serious? And has some very troubling beliefs that are counterintuitive yeah. to wow. her own community. Stuff that does. She's. Uh, I'm ans- not up and up on yeah, all that. Yeah, she's uh, anti. Uh, isn't she anti uh, gay? Like a little bit. A little she bit doesn't think. Bit. She doesn't think that like gay people should like have the same rights as straight people wow okay let's leave that negativity behind because that's a bunch of bullshit anyways Um, the point i was trying to reach is i think it was the barbara walters interview yeah and it was when uh when caitlin was first transitioning Mm -hmm. and barbara walters kept asking so are you gonna get married to a boy caitlin was like no i like girls like well once you're a girl won't you like boys like no i that's a separate thing i like girls i'm gonna like girls after the transition well but you'll be a girl. Yeah, I, I know I'll be a girl, but I like girls. I'm looking like girls. All right, well, invite me to the wedding when you marry that special husband. That's and Caitlin scary. was like, all right, yeah, thanks, Barbara. That's, Fuck right off. That's really hard. I think um, a lot of older folks um, have a hard time understanding or wrapping their brain around sometimes the con- the constructs that we apply on sexuality and gender and see that those things are actually connected when they're definitely separate things. Yeah. And I was honestly doing this long way of apologizing for mm-hmm. even making the assumption that someone's sexuality and gender identity are connected because they might not be. In a lot of right. cases, they're not at all. Yes. But my main point was the idea of fantasizing about lesbian and lesbian culture as one transitioned away mm-hmm. from... Uh, from male to female mm-hmm. is about the kinds of women that would enter your life. Right. As uh, it was strapped for ideas mm-hmm. of the different reasons that people would be jacking it to lesbians. Well, and that's the thing, like, that's the thing I really wanted to talk about on this episode is what, what is this feeding? What is the, the lesbian fantasy fetish feeding in terms of, um, the masculinity that we have here in the United States. Like, like surely as gentlemen, y'all have an opinion on the idea of toxic masculinity and how that might be fed by something like this. I feel like it's going to be different for everyone involved. And, um, 
I, I definitely think there is the fear mm-hmm. that women will realize they don't need men. Mm-hmm. I think that's something you can see voiced sometimes on the internet. Yeah. And this fear of lesbianism as a sense of men being eradicated. You see that in a lot of red pill communities yes. who not only hate on women for only dating rich men or powerful men, but they also hate on lesbians right? because they believe that the, the female population is dwindling for mm-hmm. them to more or less quote unquote hunt. Yeah. And so that red pill community has this uh, not only fear for of lesbian culture, mm-hmm. but this desire to reclaim. And to convert. And convert. And while not everyone's going to fit under that, I would say the majority of lesbian fantasy, the, mm-hmm. the, the meat and potatoes mm-hmm. of it, is a, uh, is a fragile masculine uh, power grab. Mm-hmm. Is feeling uh, personally attacked by the idea that they're homosexual women right that's that's the that's the way i see it. it's obviously not gonna be that harmful for everybody but in the majority of pornography that we see the majority of that idea i do see it as the harmful idea of being so egotistical of wanting to put your dick where it doesn't belong mm-hmm. well and one other thing that i was thinking about and this is maybe something that i just have opinions about myself and i really would have liked to have found some um evidence for this is you know how many guys actually have the fantasy of have having a lesbian you know encounter um not converting a lesbian but just encountering and having a sexual relationship you know one not a sexual relationship a sexual encounter with a pair of lesbians um and what does that because i feel like in today's society like there's a progression okay you meet a girl or you meet you know okay let's just just focusing on on heteronormativity here um you meet a girl you have sex with her okay then you progress to anal and then you introduce somebody else into the bedroom like Mm. that's kind of a yeah a pressure i i can see that as the first base second base third base is very short (laughs) fuck anal um, extra Oh, well, I didn't say anything about bases. I'm talking very seriously. But the modern bases. No, and it's not at all because I feel like a lot of men, even if they don't want that, feel like it's their job as men to progress to the next thing. Like other men want Almost you know, to have a passage. threesome. Yeah, like I, yeah. I need to experience not just having sex, not just having anal, but also having a threesome with two girls and that's also feeling out for bisexuality in her mm-hmm. because the the idea is you couldn't have a threesome with two women who are completely straight mm-hmm. which is its own homophobic idea because the idea of the devil's threesome is both men are completely straight mm-hmm. no one's no one's power fantasies and i say no one there are plenty of people who this is their fantasy mm-hmm. the heteronormative fantasy of the devil's threesome does not have the dudes kissing right the heteronormative fantasy of the double fantasy threesome mm-hmm. has the girls kissing yeah, the two guys just high five each other. Yeah, yeah buddy. No, say <laughs> I don't some know. Condescending remarks. <laughs> I think uh, I would say that ninety five percent of people—that's just a wild number I'm throwing out—but mm-hmm. that are like into like watching or guys that are into like watching lesbian porn or that kind of thing don't even think of it as deeply as we've thought of it. It's mm-hmm. just like two girls. Fuck yeah. That's it. It has nothing uh, three to do girls, with, it has nothing to do with them, about them <laughs> yeah. being lesbians. It's just like, I want to fuck them because that's multiple girls. Usually I only get one of those. Mm-hmm. Something I completely forgot to bring up, but this is something else I've encountered. Um, people who watch lesbian pornography mm-hmm. because they don't like looking at dicks. And th- this is conversations I've had firsthand with people, too, mm-hmm. is there are people who will enjoy watching uh, heteronormative, again, uh, heterosexual male enjoys watching heterosexual pornography Mm -hmm. because they put themselves in the place of the dude. Right. Is they're watching and the dude is their avatar of I'm watching myself fuck this woman. This Mm -hmm. dude is my avatar. I'm watching his dick. His dick is my dick. Mm -hmm. But there's dudes who don't don't like looking at dicks. Mm -hmm. And so they're watching lesbian pornography because then they get to watch people be sexually stimulated without having to see a male. And I've encountered them before. So while while they would not want to enact on those fantasies in real life because they would be there and they'd Mm -hmm. be able to be themselves, they are watching lesbian pornography because it is sexually excited females and it is that that companionship and that partnership of sex without having to see dude ass and dude balls. Right, right. Because that's 
uh, off-putting. You've yeah. encountered this before, right? Have you guys encountered people talking yes. like that? Yeah. I've heard of it. I think that's that's a huge part of lesbian fantasy. I think the crowd I hang out with though is more. But again, I think that. Well, I'm older now. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not having. I'm not having discussions on sex as much as I am anymore. I just remember being like 17 through 22 when yeah. it happens all the fucking time. But I, I do think the overwhelming majority of people that are like into watching lesbians and that kind of thing aren't thinking about oh I'm gonna convert them. I'm gonna make them. Yeah. You know. Oh heavens no! It's just like fuck two chicks that's it like that's as far as the thought yeah. process goes because that's that's all they want they're like we might be guilty in this episode of overhyping it to be a more negative thing than it is right i think by acknowledging I feel like the stereotype the stereotype is more a negative thing than it is yeah um because it doesn't necessarily always have to be so toxic i mean it no it can be fast fascinating and empowering and really fun and and as long as it's respectful there's nothing wrong with the idea of mm-hmm. the double fantasy i mean it's, you can try and slap sexism on that as much as you want, but as long as it's respectful and consensual, there's nothing inherently wrong with that fantasy. Mm-hmm. If it's consenting partners, I mean, that's a, it's a pretty typical fantasy. To call that misogynistic and wrong, well, I mean, group sex is a thing. People are going to want to have group sex. Mm-hmm. That That's very much a staple to having a, uh, I would say, dare to say, successful sexual lifestyle. Yeah. Is to have curiosity about group sex and have the confidence to go through with it. Mm-hmm. So it's not inherently an evil or wrong thing. Well, and to facilitate it as well. I think that's something else as well. You need Henry Kissinger. Offer offer up a safe place for people to explore their sexualities in a group. <clears throat> Which I think this is something that could definitely, like... College. Yeah. <laughs> yeah everyone's having threesomes in college. You guys didn't? <laughs> No. <laughs> but it's 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 funny to think about the kind of standards that I guess people place on this. Like you're a successful guy if you have sex with two women. Well, adults. the idea when I introduce the word successful is yeah. happy with your own sexuality. Yeah. I think there are a lot of people and I'm not even going to put gender on this. Mm-hmm. There are people who assume that number is a score mm-hmm. and that defeats the purpose of sexuality. Um there are people who are ashamed of their number and people who are proud of their number. I feel like they've missed the point. Right. Whether you're, you're if you're tearing yourself apart about how many people you fucked, uh, just stop. Who gives a shit? It has nothing to do with how many. It has to do with quality, not quality quantity. and, and like, <laughs> It's uh, so. it's used as a plot point in uh, uh, Clint Howerton is that his name? Uh, his new show at AP Bio, the guy who created uh, or helped create Always Sunny. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he uh, in in the show he's keeps presenting to a high school mm-hmm. class that he is teaching that he has had sex with 24 women and is that is like the most proud thing he can say. That's really sad. But you encounter that in real life too. I mean, I definitely <clears throat> going back to workplace. Mm-hmm. I remember moving boxes of vegetables with like this young kid, and mm-hmm. he did that thing. That I don't like it when people do is like so. How many people you fucked? And like I hate that question, but I answered it. And you're like, ah, uh, dude, hundred twenty-five. It's I'd... like gross. You're like sixteen. Yeah. Ew. Exquisite. <laughs> yes, it was that guy. It was a. I've never told that story on the air, but I... uh, he also he was the dude who described a threesome to me, and I was like, dude, I don't want to talk about this. There's customers nearby, and he said they were exquisite. <laughs> I told him never to use that word to me again or I'll send him home. See, I actually don't know my number, so they were exquisite. I recommend having that written down somewhere. Why? No, no. No? It should exist. exist I actively don't know my number and can't even, like, recollect some of the people that I've slept with. I'd have to think about it. Not to go blue, because we don't like to discuss our personal lives too much, but as someone with a very poor memory, and I feel like I might have brain damage, I keep a black book. And I don't even keep a black book for reasons of... This is uh, going blue. <laughs> this podcast is I blue. keep a black book filled with women's vaginas. To go, to go personal. There's so much cum everywhere. You keep a black book. Detailed and notes of what It's not detailed notes. It's not. It's nothing <laughs> fucked up like that. It's just a sloppy it's, pussy. It's just a blue book. And no, it's, a, it's, a black book. it's a black book. It's a black book. That- I've tried making a list. For a long time I kept a list. And then I was like, no. Because when I look at this, it's just a, a tale of disappointment. <laughs> yeah. 
there. <laughs> so it's like, uh, I don't keep one anymore. It's in a box that I have labeled, please burn if dead. Well, and it's also tricky because at what point is it sex? I mean, there's a lot of different degrees. Like, at one point, is it like, all right, this is worthy of writing down in the book, and this is like, eh. I'm going to answer that question with one word, and that is, I don't want this in. You'll know it when you I see it. Like the rule, out. Like the rule for porn, you'll know it when you see it. Oh, are you going to say penetration? Yeah. That's the word I was going to say. Penetration and what, though? Because oral sex is still sex. Yeah, yeah, but eh, see, see this is where it. This is where it. I would say oral sex. We're is going sex. into this idea of ruining the idea of sexuality itself by trying to put it in a box, exactly. and that, that's been the entire heart of the show. Is yeah, we have these ideas and these roles and these identities, mm-hmm. but the second you try and lock something down into quantifiable data, mm-hmm. you harm it in a way. Sex is very much like a beautiful tiger in the savanna. When you put it into a box and try and like regiment what you feed it and mm-hmm. show it off to like people paying five dollars, uh, you kill it. Sex exactly. has to be free and it has to be poetic and it has to be its own thing. As long as no one's hurt, it, it, no one's getting fucked up, and yeah. there's no kids. Break like, the box. Break yeah, the box. Just, destroy the box. You can't put it into a box. Hey, I do have a recommendation for someone who's looking to get into group sex. Uh, is it motels? No. Hookers? No. Absolutely not. Is that an offensive term now? I I don't know. Everything's an offensive term now. Um, I think that anybody... Panties is an offensive term to some people. Really? Anybody hoping to ever get into having a threesome or group sex or participating with more than one partner at one time or anything like that should definitely read the book The Ethical Slut. I cannot recommend it enough. Um, it has been extremely useful to me, and I would recommend it to anybody looking to like have a respectful, kind relationship with anybody in that kind of vein. Definitely, kind of a definitely a good recommendation. The ethical slut. Group sex. The woman still got to have rules. Anytime there's more than one person involved, you got to have rules. I think sex just needs rules. And not, like, unified, but between any two people. You just went on a rant on how it should be free. Between... Those are two entirely different topics. Free from definition, not from rules. Because there's always rules involved in sex. Just like how there shouldn't be poachers of tigers. You shouldn't have poachers, but they should be free. You should have safety rules. The poachers should be free. You should have guidelines. The the poachers should be in jail. You should have respect and boundaries, (laughs) but you shouldn't define... Your sexuality within the regiment, and also the box. it fits right back into the box. It fits right out of the box again because the rules cannot be universal; they have to be specific. Yeah, they're they change by person by incident. Um, do you have products for us? A lot of porn. If you're really into lesbian fetish fantasies, just a Wi-Fi router. It's all there yeah. for you. Most of it is there for you. Hey, use a VPN. Why? Right. Isn't that a thing you should have if you're going to watch a lot of porn on the interwebs? No. What's a VPN? Very private network. I thought it was like your own network. No, it's a it's like a offshoot kind of network. It, yeah. it, it acts like you're logging in from a different location. Oh, okay. Why would you need that? I well, don't know. I just so people can't like search your shit. I don't know. I mean, we live in the modern age. If people find out you're looking at porn, it's not exactly like you lose your career. Oh, that's true. That's you know, true. Our president sexually assaulted multiple women and admitted it here we are yep there there it is yep that's a good point he's orange he's bad <laughs> he's orange and bad anyways and he's a pedophile yeah um, um lots of porn allegedly. there's lots of porn out there just don't um feel like you're gonna get any kind of a power play out of lesbian encounters yeah uh if you don't want people to see the porn you're looking at use incognito mode or private browsing mode if you have a mac and decide to use safari um go middle school style you don't need draw your own porn draw your own porn and then bury it deviant art middle school style go out into the woods and find a random box of porn because they always exist in the woods somewhere (laughs) and that's a fact the hardest i ever laughed at a tim and eric episode and I love Tim and Eric, is when they have, they're introducing a product that saves you time, 
and they list like things you could do with the time you saved. And it's like, go to the bank, reconnect with an old friend from high school, destroy a pornography collection. <laughs> and they just cut to a dude in a commercial burning a pornography collection. Does anybody ever get rid of a pornography collection? I think they no. disseminate it, they right? They put them into the woods and then kids find them. Oh, that's <laughs> This is a real thing. This isn't just something that's happened to me. This is something that has happened happen to, to so many people that I know and so many celebrities that I've heard talk about how they first found porn out in the woods. Is the woods just loaded It's a dumpy ground of porn. It's the woods porn. are a big place. <laughs> yeah, and it's just where porn goes and then middle schoolers find it. What if you live in a des- desert? Like, there's not a wood to be found. There's going to be a tree somewhere. <laughs> there's going to be porn underneath it. It's like an oasis. It might be a mirage, but it'll be there. It's like, darks, a, it's like a rainbow at the very end of the rainbow. <laughs> it's what is in the leprechaun's pot of gold. It's the dark side of geocaching. It's just porn. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's old school geocaching before they had uh, GPS coordinates. All girls with sweet potatoes up their ass. I'm not, I'm not joking. There are... So many stories of people that I am completely unrelated to that I was like, oh, you guys have found porn in the woods, too. Okay, I guess that was just a thing that everyone's done. But just confirm, you have found porn in the woods. Oh, yeah. Everyone, you... Was it good, like, I spend a lot of porn? time in the woods. I go on hikes. <laughs> I go. I go to that. Sounds like a serial killer. Listen, I spent a lot of time in the woods. I, I heard about this promise in the there woods. There is something wrong with our society when someone who spends time in the forest and with nature immediately has negative connotations. <laughs> I like so the woods. So that's why people go into you, the woods. That's why Thoreau off, went out into the woods. Are you dumping off porn into the woods? Is that what you're doing? Shoe boxes of shoe boxes of little black books and poems. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Thoreau went out into the woods like. To draw some sonic porn. All right. (laughs) There we are. Slight rhyme about putting a spud up a bud. (laughs) I was imagining Thoreau writing about Amy. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Now I feel all icky in all my warm, warm, gooey places. All right. Gross. Um, That's, yeah, that's disgusting. I don't ever want to go into the woods again for fear of running into a bush I wasn't expecting. <laughs> There's porn in the woods. It's everywhere. Now, kids, if you're listening to the show, go into no your local No children woods. should be listening to this program. Go into the woods, and if you find porn, let us know. What does it look like? Is it, like, camouflage? No, it's in, like, a, like a shoebox or in, like, a cardboard box or something. There's just porn around. Really Somebody's going to go out there. They're going to find, like, bones Those or people something. People do it to get rid of their... Stash. Porn stashes. Who has physical porn stashes? Old people. Gross. One Should of my old it, roommates. Don't they put it in a box in the garage and they label it truck parts? I mean, like, isn't that how you're supposed to do it? No, you should burn it. No, you put it in the woods for children. If you're home, <laughs> you shouldn't be giving pornography to children. You're not giving pornography to children. The woods is giving pornography. If you, it's like the giving if tree. If you take drugs and you're trying to get rid of drugs and you just leave the drugs in the woods and they're found by a child, you are responsible for no, that. No, it's okay. like the giving tree. The woods <laughs> gifted the children the drugs and the porn. Oh I want God. that audio isolated. Oh, my God. All right, the FDI. This is a nothing. This is a nothing. Are we not going to do uh, pop culture? Oh, we've talked uh, about everything. a lot of pop culture. Yeah, everything ever. Uh, the newest Riddick movie, uh, in which it literally happened, where he converted a woman from lesbianism to being straight with his dick. Any gay television series mm-hmm. or lesbian television series. Mm-hmm. Queers Folk definitely had an episode where Emmett, one of the more effeminate men... Uh, male characters that was gay basically joined a group that was trying to save him and they paired him up with a lesbian and said okay now go off on a date and have sex have the sex and they came back and they were like this was awful actually we're gonna we're gonna stick to what we know (laughs) it was way better where do you find these groups let me just take a note. Chris. Oh, okay. Uh, it's in the, the. I wrote it in a piece of paper in the woods. All right. The FDI. This is the one. This is harmless unless you're trying to do like a power play or guilt trip or. But something even then, out of else, all like, of the like granting about how this is like. But as fucked up as it is, as, well, no, and that's the thing that's actually this. If anything important comes out of this episode, is the idea that you can have a a bias that is wrongful, but physically. But it's it's relatively harmless. If you think that your dick can transfer someone's um, 
homosexuality, while that is morally wrong, that doesn't necessarily go against the FDI. I, I don't know. There's no, like... We have talked about psychological problems. There are probably some psychological associations with this, like... <sighs> the egotistical idea that yeah. your dick can fix a lesbian into being straight, I guess I would still give that a two, even though it's it's harmful and wrong. The most toxic I would masculinity. Still give it a, I would still give it a one, because I don't think it's mm-hmm. about the the woman. I think it is about themselves, personally. Yeah. It's them going, this is so empowering. Yeah. My dick is so good. Oh my god, my dick is the greatest. I want that audio isolated, too. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> just for myself. Just to remind everybody, Chris can go for three hours. Is that what we talked about on that one what, what was three it? Three hours, four hours, the, something like that. The Grundle Hog, what was it? Oh, God, I don't know. The Truffle Pig. Truffle Pig. Grundle Hog. <laughs> Grundle Hog. <laughs> they call me the Grundle Hog. Grundle Hog is, one of the, is the lead singer from uh, uh, Slayer. I stick my snout in and I go for three hours. Oh, my God. Until I found me a trout. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Kinkcast. Um... If, I ain't been tested, you might get swine flu. If you have gone into the woods in search of something more meaningful than a city life and you have found porn instead, please write in. Uh, we'd love to hear about your stories and the way that you... Honestly, you don't have to write in. The way that you... I know that it <laughs> happens to you. The way that you identified a box of porn in the woods. I want to know... you see a box and you open it and it has porn in it. That's how you identify <laughs> a box of porn in the woods. If you're interested in group sex, go to a convention. Or check out FetLife. Go to a convention. Excellent resources. All right, we'll see you next Any week. Any convention. It doesn't have to be a sex convention. Any convention whatsoever.